Hey, group chat, I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as Black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. back to another episode of black girls texting yes i have on my star face stickers because y'all ain't gonna catch me slipping <laughs> i'm here with chelsea pinky and glenn pogue the government hey ladies right the government the government What's well you don't have a whole name you don't have a stage name yeah i so. don't i don't i don't you know it is what call, it is call me by my name <laughs> okay sorry um what's going on y'all <laughs> Oh my days. Um, not much. Nursing a hangover. Mm, just... I want to know all about your wedding weekend. Is it a part of your on better reply or it's not actually oh. not in but just because like it, it was fun, but I my reply is like connected to the to the episode. That's why. Okay. Well let's hop into the on better reply then. I guess. Let's do it. On red or reply. Um, Kick us off, shut it. Yeah, I'm happy to go. I mean, I, I went to one of my really close friends' weddings this weekend. It was a really great time. Not to say that it is not a replyable um, moment. I, yeah. yeah, but I was just um, thinking a lot with my reply around our guest, who you will hear from later. Um, I'll start with my red. It's super silly. I think maternity shoots are so strange when the like woman like her breasts are out and then the husband's like holding her breasts or, like <laughs> he's holding her breast. I'm like why that's so hilarious thing <laughs> I love that that's your own red I love that that is so random and, I love and I've been like so seeing, random I've been because I've seen a couple maternity shoots and I'm just like I don't get this like I don't get why this is like a like a thing that people do I guess like you want your shirt off because of like your belly but like but your breasts don't need to be out could yeah could your shirt like be unbuttoned like it could be I a belly shirt it could be a, like a little top. Rihanna flex yeah I don't I don't know I just feel like it looks very strange well I think that there's something about the like in the nude the rawness the body but they have on the pants style. but you know like you'll see like people pose nude like on the beach like mm-hmm. for their maternity shoots but I do feel you on like the the partner like cupping the breast <laughs> it's like, it's it's like so and they're just trying weird. to give the partner like a job <laughs> right so he's not just like standing the there like <laughs> right but, like he could hold her belly he could I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of other options right now. I'm trying because I feel like Hannah Bronfman had a very cute um, maternity shoot, but I'll I'll find that later. But I was I'd just like, I wonder that. if she did like a breast cupping situation. I don't imagine that. She I highly doubt. Yo, <laughs> two things. Shout out to um, our girl that that does our braids. The the what do I want to call her? Like, she's like the. There's a word for like the person. Our, whatever like not our go-to but there's another word but to Chevelle at catch these hands because she just popped up on 
my TikTok last night because she has this amazing TikTok of how she made all the outfits for her maternity shoot. Oh, yes. Herself. And that maternity shoot was fire. And there so was good. no titty. I don't cupping. remember any breast cupping there. there no, was no titty cupping. Out. It was just like, oh, it was stunning. She made amazing looks. It was this whole, like, she had these, like, amazing, like, African headpieces. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah. And then I just saw this other TikTok of this woman who was showing, like, her mom paid for her to get these photos done and this dude like photo the, the photographer like photoshopped her like in a photo did you see that on the beach <laughs> with like they were holding these like fucking weird champagne glasses yeah yeah okay 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 hold on hilarious. so she's holding her own breast and that's one thing but like the but man see, that behind is the look you, the on natural like, thing is right I just find it odd um so yeah that's my own <laughs> Um, and I'm replying to the fact that I am once again leaving the country and going on an adventure. Um, JetBlue like had a sale. I think you texted about it, but one of y'all texted about it. Oh, maybe it was Paz. Paz, I think, yeah. JetBlue had a sale and I got a flight to Puerto Vallarta for $90. So I was like, yep, I'm going. Like, I just booked it. I just picked the weekend and I was like, I'm out of here. And then I texted in a group chat that we have with another friend. And she was like, oh, yeah, done, booked. And then she was like, hotel, booked, see you then. <laughs> like, period. It took two seconds. Um, and I've never been to the West Coast of Mexico. So I'm super excited. And I just want to go there and like read books and like relax and just explore. And it made me think a lot about um, our guest because I I feel like we asked her questions around like this wonder lusty feeling and if mm. she has it. But like I was talking to my boyfriend because I was like, oh, I'm leaving again. And he was like, I know. It's like, I know that you like can't stay still. And I was like, I really can't. Like, I don't know why I just have to go. I get bored, but I'm looking forward to that and just like taking everything in. It's not a fucking turn up trip. It is literally a do nothing trip. Mm-hmm. I want to see some hot surfers, eat some ceviche, yes, and sleep. And I can't fucking wait. And then I'll go to Mexico City for a bit, which will be nice. And yeah, just scratching that itch. I hear you, girl. That sounds lovely. Oh, I can't wait. I, can't wait. I have all these so astrology lovely. books to read. <laughs> oh my god yeah i was with shadi the other night and she was giving astrology readings you know i was not giving astrology reading and she has officially become that girl mm. like you know there's always that girl in the party you're that girl now she had the book in her bag she whipped out the fucking book you're that what is this who does this remind me of our other go-to it hairstylist does. who exactly. every time you go to her house she's like what's your birthday yeah what's his birthday and then she gets her book and she does the thing I told you this is the book was in. in my bag because I was commuting. So yeah, I do something called reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm just saying you stay strapped. You, that's the book you chose to commute with. Someone, just, right? Not a story. It. Just right. you're astrology, <laughs> astrology. Because I'm learning about. You're like, that girl. It's, it's but it's you're that girl. Learning. You're learning about it, and you're that girl. It's okay. Okay. Whatever. Are you learning? Is it like scientific? Is it real? No, it's not science. Oh, still pseudoscience. Um, <laughs> but I'm reading about like 
more than just like, okay, like your sun sign is this and you're like this, but more about the houses and mm. um, like where each sign sits in which house and like what that means, because I realized so much crazy stuff about like, like help me understand more of myself a lot. Um, so do you want to share like a, an interesting learning with our listeners? Yeah. So um my moon, which is an Aquarius, it's in my ninth house. And the ninth house deals a lot with travel, um, being super curious, um, being kind of like, it's kind of like out there. And my moon being in Aquarius, it's like Aquarians are known as being kind of like weirdos or like people will say like Aquarians love astrology or like mm. they love um a good uh what's the word that I'm conspiracy theory or like they think of like they believe in aliens like shit like that it's like an Aquarius trait hmm. um my and, best friend's an Aquarius and yeah I I she does well I don't yeah I'm like she's her, so I don't know but they're known yeah. for being like kind of like emotionally detached at times like it's a very common theme allegedly with Aquarians and with it being in my moon and my ninth house it very much explains why I'm like gotta go gotta explore gotta get out of here catch flights not feelings bye see ya and I'm like oh really helps me get it and I think that that's important to know I love that for you yeah me too thank you I mean listen I'm a borderline um, narcissist in my own ways. I love hearing about myself. <laughs> so I will love, like, continue to be that girl so that you can give me readings because it brings you joy and I'll get joy hearing about myself. <laughs> I'd be happy to give you a reading. Um, I'll have to get your full chart because I only know your, your moon, Isn't it on Co-Star? sun, and rising. Oh, yeah. Are you on Co-Star? I'm on Co-Star. Yeah. Yes okay i rarely Great. use it because it just gives me these like little updates and they oh, always say the most updates. weird fucking shit i hate ever. those updates they're so like, annoying you should talk to your ex like i'm not lying i got what? Weird <laughs> shit like that. So terrible like, advice this can't be true like this is insanity no i hate co-stars updates but i like it obviously for like being able to see your friends charts mm-hmm. oh wait okay let me just read you something um no matter their sun sign, all the people with moon in ninth house are always seeking to nourish their insights of life. They may feel self-righteous in their need to have an audience all the time. It's not just because I'm a Leo. Their intentions are always good, but they tend to make their beliefs so solemn that others get turned <laughs> off by their preaching. This is me. That's very Adventurous good. and wanting to discover new places. Moon in the ninth house. Natives think of life as a journey and can't feel happy if they aren't all the time moving, learning, and understanding. Wow. Wait, what is that? Your Aquarius, it's your ninth house? But what is no, that? No, my house? moon is in my ninth house. And on top of it being an Aquarius, it adds like another layer. See, that I don't even have a ninth house. Yeah, everyone doesn't necessarily have a planet oh. in a house. So like oh, that could okay. also describe why like, do you have a lot of things in your fourth house? Nope. Nothing in your fourth house. Really? I have, no, I have Scorpio, Pluto. Okay. Because the fourth house is like family and home and relationships. And so I could see that being. I have a lot in my, well, I don't know. I think I have a lot in my sixth house. You do have a decent amount of sixth house. Guys, we are not going to make this. Wait, I'm like, wait, come on. What's sixth house? I don't know all of them yet. I'm still oh, learning. You've been reading the book? Figure you don't know about sixth house? I'm 
like, damn, let me. How do you get to nine before six? Because I was reading about myself and then that's oh. how it made me buy the books. Like okay. I started to just Google stuff. Um, let's see. Anything in any house. Really? I have like one thing in each in random houses. Um, Sagittarius, huh. Mars, Sun. Chelsea, I'm trying house. to get your your sixth house yeah sixth house what does that mean so what's in your sixth house look how she had the book right next to her so i so i'm confused because it's only capricorn yeah but it has all these planets, planets. yes yes okay yes. so it's uranus neptune mercury and sun sixth house all right let's do let's do a quick 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 to not bore everyone a quick read on your sun in the sixth house Okay, so the sixth house is the house of health and health issues, work, employees, and the problems that arise when our work environments aren't fairly set up. Having your son in the sixth house does not mean that you will necessarily encounter health issues or that if you do, it will be a lifelong situation. You may simply be adept at addressing pain and suffering. That's really extreme. If you have the son in this house, you'll need to learn how to find work environments where you can fully shine. You are likely to be highly proficient at what you do and how you do it. So finding the places and people you want we most want to align with will be key. The sun is a vital force and the sixth house is sometimes a place that makes it a little harder for the light of your sun to shine. Part of discovering your vitality and life's purpose may have to do with facing, interrupting, and addressing what is systemically oppressive, especially in regard to work uh, and economic inequity. I don't know. <laughs> Did not resonate at all. Not at all. <laughs> You don't want to be in don't places get it. where you shine in the workplace. Doesn't everyone? Right, right. This is this is how you get into it's a pseudoscience. Yeah. Wait, okay. What Mary? about Mercury? No, no you don't. You, ha- you don't have any. You don't have everything in one house. And why did you do Sun? I don't want Sun. Give me Mercury, Neptune, or Uranus. Okay. <laughs> Getting very demanding here. The um, Sun is Capricorn. What happens when you're that girl? Everybody wants you to give them a read. Yeah. Ready to be her. Right. And start memorizing it so we don't have to look in that book. (laughs) And that's the other thing about this as well. It's like, yeah, I'm like learning. I'm reading this, but like you're gonna learn. Oh my God, guys, this doesn't have like a page. This is Mercury in that. What kind of book is that? It doesn't have an index? (laughs) I can't see that. What the fuck? It's giving Capricorn. <laughs> You're just supposed to just skim by and luck- luckily stumble upon the it page. Might That's how one. it would work. It's very mystical. Oh. You know? <laughs> Guys, this is taking me way too long. Yeah, so okay, I'll, come, I'll come back we'll, to you. We'll offline about it. Let's do it right. on Patreon. We'll offline about it. We'll oh, yeah. Let's do it on Patreon. Yeah, Shade yeah, gives us yeah, a reading. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, my God. Shade, get your get notes. Start <laughs> right. Start folding the, the pages so you book earmarking them i'm fucking dead well yeah so but also you could just go on google and like look up the planets in that house and know a little bit more about them you're a professional (laughs) (laughs) professional i'm a budding astrologist you are ew i'm freaked out because my uranus and capricorn and my neptune and capricorn and pluto and capricorn at the bottom on uh, Kosar, it says similar to, and it says two people's names and 23 others. One it's, person being Kayla and the okay. other person being an interesting person. An interesting person. Well, okay. That so I am nothing thing, like. The thing about, uh, <laughs> God, Pluto and Uranus, I want to say, is that those 
a lot of people will have them in the same sign because they last for a really long time. Like one of them mm. is maybe like eight years. So a mm. lot of people in our generation, that's why people will say like certain generations have certain tendencies. I'll be like, oh, those people are so like this because like, oh. yeah, but all right. Okay. We're moving well, on. Who's next? Patrons can get a reading. Send in your chart and Shade will read oh, you. Oh, let's my- do it like that. <laughs> no, I'm dead ass. Yeah, Shade, do that. That's lit. That's such a good idea. Patrons, That's- patrons who are twenty dollars or more a month receive a reading from Shade. I've been getting pimped out, and I don't I'm even ha- fully have the skill set. If yet, y'all really want a reading, sure. please send us a screenshot of your chart or something. You know, send it to us on Patreon because you know we be chatting on Patreon. But you must pay. It's not. It will not be free. <laughs> Again, Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with you guys? Um, I'll hop in. I'm going to reply to one, my Lyft driver yesterday. His name was Julio. He was an angel sent from above. I'm sure of it because of course I was late headed to my speaking engagement all the way in Newark mm-hmm. from Brooklyn. Wonder and what I- house that is. <laughs> Same. Cause this is always late. Always. Always. Party to the party. Always. I got in the car and I looked and it was like, so I was supposed to be there. I was going on stage at 4.15. This was for my um panel at the No Madness Festival, which I'll talk about in just another second because it also connects to our guest. Um, getting in the car, I was supposed to be there at 4.15. I thought it was going to take like 45 minutes to get to Newark. Nah. It was giving an hour and a half. I don't know why. How so. would it take 45 minutes to get to Newark from, from bedside? bedside? <laughs> yeah, that's... I really thought it was gonna take 45 minutes. Am I Do sure? you map it out ahead of time or no, you just I guess? I just like figured. I was like, okay, boom, bridge, street, <laughs> Holland Tunnel, Newark. You also don't drive and you have no concept <laughs> of where anything is. Like no, literally. Like you could just you could just Google maps ahead of time so you can get an a, I just estimate. figured it was gonna take 45 minutes. Chelsea, why are we driving back to her oh, home? Yeah, that was bad. Was and we're like basically around like the corner. Five she's, minutes like, away. she's like, oh, Oh, I realize where we are now. Like coming from Canarsie, I'm like coming back through. She goes, oh my God, is that Troy Avenue? Oh my God, I know where I am. And I'm like, do you even She's from DC, that's why. (laughs) DC brat, Washington DC brat. No, it's because I really don't pay attention. If I'm in a car, I'm just like not paying attention. It's it's a problem. I don't, I'm like, what's on the radio? What are we doing? I'm on my phone. I'm That's like, how you think it would take 45 minutes because you probably are like, oh, right. Beds die. And then Canal Street. somehow I'm in Newark. Yeah. I'm like, oh, word. I'm on my phone. I look up. I'm there. Boom. But anyway, just shout out to him because he got me there. I told him I sat in the car. He was like, how you doing today, mommy? I was like, I'm not well. <laughs> very late to this event. And he's like, okay, let me see what I could do. He just kept going off of the root of the of the thing. Lyft was like, are you okay? You're not on the root. <laughs> but my guy, oh, he did mad dips and turns and bloop, blah, blah. Put me right I love to the that. front. Right out, walked right on stage. Fabulous. Like literally he saved my life. Like I hit him with a very nice tip. Like he saved my fucking life. I was in the car fucking stress like you know oh i'm stressed so and that's what i realized let me control my things. anxiety by leaving earlier um so maybe i'll just i'm gonna leave myself on red in that moment and reply to julio and then i also replied to my experience at the no madness festival i mentioned it on a previous episode but no madness is this travel tribe of like black and brown travelers around the world they curate trips for people to join and like you travel with the tribe you can go, they, they go to places in Africa and Asia. Um, looks like they look like amazing trips um, where they balance like 
cultural activities with like, you know, some turnips, some um, opportunities to give back. They've been operating operating for many, many years. Um, the founder, her name is Evita. She's fantastic. So they had this festival in Newark and actually she was speaking about how like, so this festival is a place, is a way for like people that are part of the tribe to come together, network with one another and also like get resources for traveling. The panel that I moderated was on how to monetize travel. So I had this woman named Gabby, um, who's like a, she's a Gen Z travel influencer. This other woman who made like over a million dollars named Shakima nickname is the passport abuser she made over a million dollars selling her instagram name no like that's her 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 um i don't know if that's actually her instagram name god i shouldn't be talking about things i can't remember child that's her (laughs) like her her nickname per her bio Um, okay she made over a million dollars selling a guidebook on how to like travel solo and like where to go best practices and how to do it affordably so we're talking about monetizing travel in that way but anyway we're talking about like where the they chose to host the festival and the the founder was saying like she was very um intentional about having it in newark instead of having it in new york and i hosted another festival before that they had in tennessee that they did in memphis instead of nashville so they were talking about the importance of like you know um pouring into communities um it was an amazing time i met some really cool people ate fire ass food i had no idea that Mm. newark had such bomb ass food um, there's a place called Afro Taco. It's like an African taco fusion, Afri- Afro-Mexican, I guess you could say. So I had some oh, tacos. Oh, wait, is it? Really? Well, I had tacos with jollof rice on the side. Oh, okay. Then no. Not necessarily, no. <laughs> then there was like, I had some fried fish. They put it on the piece of bread. That's how you know that it's real. Ooh, yes. That's how you know it's real. And then there was like a plant-based truck. I had some jackfruit sliders and I had a vegan chopped cheese fire so anyway shout out to no madness shout out to julio had a great saturday and chelsea this is super super random but do you know slutty vegans opening in Fort? oh yes girl i can't wait i'm scared but i really want to try like i'm scared for how long the waits are gonna be it's gonna be ridiculous you probably should wait till it's been open for a little while before we go yeah i was tight that we were in atlanta and never made it and we were staying so close to there Hmm. I wouldn't know. We should have her on the show too, Pinky. She seems, I think that's her name, Pinky. Yeah, she I think so. She seems Pinky. like really incredible. Entrepreneur. Nah, not Chelsea saying Pinky. <laughs> I ignored that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you're a mess. Anyway, your turn, sis. Okay, so what is my turn? <clears throat> Did not prepare anything, but I will say that I was just. <laughs> Help me, God. I was just around a bunch of pregnant women and I've also been watching being Serena and like, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm definitely not ready to be a mom, but is I your just, man in the room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, child. He's probably very aware. Sure. I've just been like having not like, I don't think Urges. you're ever ready. No, I don't think you're ever ready, but I am able to picture myself as a mother and I am excited about what that picture looks like Mm. and I was reading this children's book that we were gifted and you guys will hear more about that soon but 
um, I just like started crying and I was like, this is such a beautiful message. And I could see myself having like story time with my kid mm-hmm. and like making all the little voices and like talking about what they took away from the book and like having those sorts of conversations. Anyways, yeah, it's really fun. And yeah, I'm excited for all these little babies to be running around, but also definitely don't feel ready. But I'm also on birth control. So at some point, I'm gonna have to take myself off of it and like be intentional. Not there yet. But you're making my heart like palpitate. (laughs) Why? I'm not there yet. I know. But like everything you're saying, I'm just like, oh, my God, that's a lot. It sounds so amazing. No, it sounds beautiful, but I'm just like, shit. Like, yeah, like there's like a human and you have to like develop them. Mm -hmm. But it's also this like annoying feeling of like, I mean, unless I go freeze my eggs, which I've been so lazy about figuring out that process. Same. (laughs) Oh, you just reminded me because I had an appointment and I have to ask them like, we had an appointment and they didn't bring it up. And I told them I wanted to discuss it. Anyway, sorry, continue. I'm going to DM them right now or text them with Tia. For those oh, who you're saying sorry. that. Yeah, I had yeah. like Did a- Did you do egg freezing? Well, health thing. And I was like, when I mean I want to talk about egg freezing, can we please discuss it? And it didn't come up. And I just remembered. But, but yeah, they said they have- you didn't bring it up either? I forgot. She I was mean, probably I, late I to the appointment. <laughs> <laughs> I gave them the heads up. They should have remi- reminded me, okay? Um, but they have a list of preferred people that they work with. Okay. I should have just done it when I it, it would have been free. I really fucked that up. Yeah, you fucked that up. If it was gonna be free, yeah. but I'm sure your company still covers a lot of it. Do it, which is crazy. nothing. None of it. No, shocking. I'm shocked. I think mine covers like eighty percent. Damn, you need to call, talk to Jeffrey. Exactly. Like that. That seems wrong. But anyway, I'm sorry, Chelsea. You know he cheat though. Exactly. Okay. Um. <laughs> yes. So there's that. But yes. So there's that. So that's your reply. I don't know. I'm also going to reply to the Crate and Barrel outlet. If you are in the Los Angeles area, and yes, rest, <laughs> the Restoration Hardware outlet is here too. And but that one's all year. It's forever. The Crate and Barrel outlet is a pop up. When I tell you, I went in there and went fucking ham. Shadi, I can't. Oh wait, you've never even been here. When there's furniture, but the place looks different. No, I can um, see. We got a new table. Yeah, you haven't had art on the walls back there before. We didn't. Yep, we didn't have I love art. It. It, it inspired us to just start hanging up pieces. So like, mm-hmm. uh, I can't wait for you guys to come see it. But we have a new table and it's like a good table, a quality table that we can grow into. We can bring this to our home. Ooh, I can't wait to see you. We, we have end tables now. Look and at I'm her touching back. her table. I'm, I'm <laughs> going back. I'm going to go back and and get some more, you know, you can it's, get it's, some more. It's heavily discounted and they're putting additional discounts on what did you get? I got a table. I got two end tables. Oh, that's what you got. Like from Crate and Barrel. I I know, but I thought she was just saying in general. I didn't realize she meant from Crate and Barrel. And then I got like a bench, like when you first come in, so you can sit down and put on your shoes. shoes Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, just like, you know, very much felt like a grown up um you know that it brought me so much joy to get furniture I can't wait I have multiple google docs of each room can you share your news expensive or not yet should I oh um I'll wait okay wait I want to know I'll tell you but not here okay um um but yeah so that is 
pretty much it for me. I love that. You want to have babies and you're buying furniture. Old fucking lady. Nesting. (laughs) Nesting. Crazy. Meanwhile, our fucking hairdresser was like, Shade, are you pregnant? Like you're glowing. And I was like, nah. I was like, I got my eyebrows done. (laughs) And she was like, I've seen you with your eyebrows done. She's like, you're glowing. And she's like, and every client that I've had and I've guessed, I've been right. When I tell you I left that appointment, went to fucking Walgreens and peed on a stick in a Thai restaurant. <laughs> not in a Thai restaurant, bitch. Oh my God. The she said, we cannot delay. That's <laughs> like, you need bro. To know. She, and bitch, I was what like, if you contaminated the results? He was moving around too quick. Right. What, what are you talking really about? You just pee on a stick. On there. I don't know. I, I don't know. I've never really had to do it before. So I don't know, actually. Yeah, well. Second time's the charm. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, yo, when that shit was one line, I was like, period. <laughs> I was like, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Oh my God. I was like, oh my God, please don't say this to me. She was like, I mean, you could have a kid right now. And I was like, absolutely not. Uh... No. <laughs> Ooh. My sister was like, I know something that could uh, alleviate that fear. Use a condom. And I was like, yeah, right. (laughs) You're on birth control. You're on birth control. Yeah, you're on birth control. Don't get it twisted, listeners. We're not, you know, promoting unsafe sex. No, no. It's on birth control with one partner. Right. Mm -hmm. Correct. Um, Anybody's hotline blinging? No. No wedding texts, wedding yeah, wedding texts. Back it's and forth. still fashion week, so there's like a bunch of shit happening yes, this week. So tons of parties plans for the week. Oh, lots of parties. Blah, blah, I have blah, feelings about fashion week, parties, but maybe I should say that on the Patreon because they're not nice. I'd I love know. to know what they are. We could talk about it. On Give Patreon. us a snippet. Yeah, let's talk about it on Patreon. I think okay. I actually already know what you're gonna say, which is funny, but maybe not. But I have thoughts too. Okay. Patreon. Um, My good sis. That's a black girl doing shit. We are so excited. Our black girl doing shit today is Jessica Nabongo. She's a global citizen, master storyteller, and travel expert who is the first black woman to have traveled to every country in the world. Named one of the most named one of the 50 most notable people in travel by Travel and Leisure. Jessica uses her platform to educate and inspire others to experience the world around them and build a global community with an emphasis on bringing untold stories to the world, whether in books, interviews, social media. She also has a new book out, The Catch Me If You Can, One Woman's Journey to Every Country in the World, published by National Geographic, and it was an instant bestseller. I'm very excited to pick that up. Um, um, a first-generation American, Jessica was born and raised in Detroit by Ugandan parents. She attended St. John's University, shout out New York, where she earned a degree in English literature, later completing a degree, a graduate degree at the London School of Economics. She is also the founder of the lifestyle brand, The Catch. When she's not on the plane, she is home tending to her plants in Detroit, Michigan. Welcome. Welcome, Jessica. We've wanted you on the show forever, and it's amazing to have you here now, uh, just coinciding with the release of your new book. Mm -hmm. So you are, of course, a Black girl doing shit. Let's jump right in. And now a word from our sponsors. 
Hey y'all, so you already know how much Chelsea, Sade, and I love watching films and unpacking every single detail in our group chat. And the next film on all of our lists is The Woman King. Inspired by true events, The Woman King stars Viola Davis as an African general in the epic story of the first ever army of women warriors in a fight to save their kingdom. These fierce women exude confidence, strength, and power. And I'm sure a lot of you have already seen the trailer all over social media by now. But if you haven't, I can tell you now that The Woman King is a must-see. It's a moving and necessary story. The visuals are cinematic, and it's made to be seen on the big screen. So make sure to see The Woman King exclusively in movie theaters this Thursday. Tickets on sale now. Hey group chat, it's Sade and I am so excited that the summertime is in full swing and there's nothing better than a refreshing drink to cool down. Gold Peak Real Brew Tea is here to unleash your sense of try, to ignite new passions and rekindle old ones. So try a Gold Peak and then try something else because this taste is worth the try. So try Gold Peak and tell them that Black Girls Texting sent you. Enjoy your summer guys. Hey guys, so you know we love the podcast, Good Moms, Bad Choices, and if you need a girls' night out, they are coming to a city near you. They are our besties and their besties, Erica and Jamila, and they're taking their popular podcast on the road. You can expect nothing but surprises from this unfiltered, sex-positive podcast. You know with them, no conversation is off the table and anything goes. Expect special guests, drinks, laughs, and a much-needed break from your regularly scheduled program. So the show's kicking off in Chicago on 922. Then they're in New York City. You know we'll be there. Philly, Atlanta, and D.C. So make sure you get your tickets now. I'm going to link it in the show notes. And now we are back with more Black Girls Texting. And now we are back with more Black Girls Texting. All right, y'all. It's time for the group chat. You've been to every country in the world. That is amazing. When did that become your goal? Or was was it something that happened organically? Um, well, first, thank you for having me. Super excited to be here. Um, yeah, so I've been traveling internationally since I was four. My parents love to travel. So it's really something that's just been a part of my life. And um, since my early 20s, I wanted to visit every country in the world because I've been blogging since like 2008 when I moved to Japan. Um, and so, you know, I've just been traveling and was just out in the world. And in February, 2017, I read about an American woman who got the Guinness record for doing it the fastest. And I was like, wait, what people care. Um, and so I found myself in like an internet rabbit hole of country counters and found out only one black person had done it. A man named Slawek Maturi, um, who's half Polish and half Kenyan. And I was like, oh, well, let me, let me be the first black woman to do this. (laughs) I love it. And so how long did it take you to accomplish that? Like how often a year were you traveling and getting to this goal? Um, so I, you know, like I said, I've been traveling internationally since I was four. Um, I was in country 16 in 2017. So it took me about, um, two and a half years to do 135 new countries. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. So you were just going from destination to destination? Yeah, I was traveling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm curious about like the financial aspect of all of this. Like, how were you able to travel to all these countries? Were you working at the time? Were you remote work before it was like popular? How are you doing this? Yeah. So, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur since 2015. So I've been running my own business since then. And then, you know, it's like being savvy. It's credit card points. It's like loyalty to airlines, loyalty to um, rental car companies. And, you know, so it it was a mixture of a bunch of things. And then when I did run out of money, um, a friend of mine was like, oh, you should do a GoFundMe. I was like, nobody's gonna pay for me to travel um but over 200 people contributed and we raised twenty-eight thousand dollars. so that helped get me to the finish line for sure um and also like as my following was growing hotels would host me for free um and I would get like free tours and stuff but I wasn't making money, which is like one of the biggest misconceptions is that I made money off of visiting every country in the world or like I was getting paid to do it. That did not happen. <laughs> hmm. That's interesting. Um, you know, you said something about the the GoFundMe and it makes me think that the people who supported you probably realized how massive of a goal this was for a Black woman to accomplish this. And in prepping for this episode, we were thinking about trailblazing Black explorers like Matthew Henson, who was one of the first human beings to step foot on the North Pole. And then there's this long history of travel being inaccessible and dangerous for Black people. I'm thinking about the legacy of the Green Book and traveling through the South for for Black Americans. And I'm curious um, what it feels like to accomplish this goal as a Black woman with the knowledge of that history in mind. Yeah, for sure. I think I want to say first, I think it's important, like, of course, I love Black people. I love Black women. (laughs) But as far as the community that supported me, it was really diverse. So it wasn't like it was just Black women. It was white folks. It was Asian folks. It was really, and I think that's one of my superpowers and everything that I do is like the ability to build a diverse community. And I think that's really important because this diverse community supported this Black woman. You know what I mean? Mm. They supported me as a human. So I think that's really important. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, growing up as an African in America is a very different experience in terms of like, I think this sort of mental barriers to travel because right my parents traveled to get to the U.S. Um, and so you know traveling internationally from such a young age it was just a part of my life you know like and it, it's it's so incredible to me and I'm always so humbled and just honored at just what I've created but also that it's created a blueprint for a lot of people that I didn't need right? So Mm -hmm. I think what Matthew Henson did is phenomenal. Um, There's also Barbara, I can't remember her last name, but she um, did the North and South Pole, and she was like in her 70s when she did it. Um, And then, you know, of course, the Green Book and everything has been simply amazing. And I think when I think about today, it's really that I created a blueprint that other people need that I didn't. In Mm -hmm. the same way that Matthew Henson didn't need a blueprint and, you know, the creator of the green book, he didn't need a blueprint. He was just like, I'm going to go do this thing and I'm going to create a thing to help people. But trailblazers, I think that's what makes people a trailblazer, right? That we don't need, we're like literally paving that road or whatever. So I think that's what's really important. And like I said, I think because I didn't have really any mental barriers to travel. And since I've been doing it from such a young age, it made, not it made sense because it's actually a really ridiculous thing to go to every country in the world and like, less than 300 people on the planet have done it 
But, um, but for me, you know, I didn't have fear. So I wasn't someone who went to the Middle East and was afraid of being in the Middle East. I traveled to 89 countries solo, mm-hmm. you know, um, as a visibly black African, which is a whole, you know, being black isn't a monolith and traveling while African looking is a whole other thing you know when when u.s immigration is sending you to secondary or asking you for a second form of id to use your passport that's another level you know so um so yeah i mean i think it's amazing and i feel honored and humbled to be in this position uh but i think the best part of it is creating the blueprint for other people and making other people feel safe yeah Um, traveling abroad right and I want to get into that thinking about solo travel you did a lot of your solo travel alone any tips for solo travelers at large maybe black women specifically let go of fear you know I think um for women in particular you know it's like oh these women are traveling alone it's like yeah okay like the worst things that happen to women typically happen at the hands of someone they know you know, it's not the boogeyman in the alley or like the strange man in the foreign country. Nine times out of 10, if something happens to a woman, it's someone she knows. So to me, it's like, what are you afraid of? One of the biggest lessons that I learned from visiting every country in the world is that most people are good. So I am not afraid of humans. And once you remove your fear of other human beings, your fear of strangers, what is there to be afraid of? So my biggest thing is like, just let that go. You know, I mean, we're women, we have our intuition, keep those spidey senses about you. You know what I mean? Like keep your head on swivel. swivel, Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But, But also be open and, you know, just allow the journey to unfold. But the, the first biggest thing is you got to let go of that fear. Cause the other thing is it's about energy, right? And you're attracting an energy. When you're afraid and you're like, oh my God, is something racist going to happen to me? Or, you know, just in general, as a woman, is a man going to try me, whatever, you're attracting that to you. So then when it happens, you're like, I knew it. I'm never leaving the country again. But Mm. it's like, you attracted that. Whereas for me, I'm someone, I'm out here, I'm just like, showing up in places, just like open to the experience and just going with positive energy and of course like some bad things have happened compared to how much I travel I think it's quite negligible Um, and it happened in places like Paris and Miami and Rome places that people go all the time and wouldn't you know they wouldn't think twice about traveling um solo to those places but like I've been to I mean the Middle East countless times by myself Jordan um Israel Palestine you know I've been to Somalia by myself and all of these places that people would think are scary and it was I mean I'm I'm still here I went to Venezuela (laughs) I went to Russia solo like I'm chilling I'm really curious because I've always like had that dream like I want to visit like every country in the world and then I was like hmm I was like, hmm, maybe not everyone. Was there ever like a time where you were like looking at the list and you were like, damn, <laughs> like, I don't know yes. about it. I definitely was like, there was, there was multiple times where I would FaceTime my homegirl, like, what am I doing and why? This is dumb. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm exhausted and, you know, um, and, you know, like looking back, I'm glad I did it. Would I do it again? Or probably not. Maybe if it just randomly happens again, but like, it was tough. Like, I really look back and I'm like, 
I don't know how I did that. Like legitimately, I'm like, did it happen? Did I lie? I don't know. <laughs> I was just going to quickly say, are there any, because you've obviously been to every country. I'm wondering if you're like, okay, the next place I travel to, or if this was your mindset, the next place I travel to has to be new. Or if you had destinations that you kept going to over and over again in the midst of all this travel. Well, once I set the goal, it was like, I need to go to new places. But, and that's why I always emphasize I went to 135 new countries in two and a half years because I probably went to 160 in two and a half years, um, you know, based on like long layovers or me wanting to just like hang out with my friend. Like I remember I stayed in Stockholm for like a week. Like I spent some time in Bangkok with some friends or overnight in London with friends and in Rome. And, and so I built in these little things or like, you know, I was hanging out. So I was like in Nairobi for an extended time in Joburg and, and um, Dakar and Accra. So that's why I always emphasize new, but I mean, now um, obviously I'm still traveling all the time. I've been to Mexico three times this year um you're talking to the mexico group chat like (laughs) you're always there (laughs) i I came back on thursday and i was there three weeks before that so (laughs) i mean i think it's an amazing country there's still a lot more that i want to see but i've probably been to mexico like at least 10 times maybe more um but yeah so the thing is i've been to like 15 countries more than five times and i've been to like 50 countries more than once so I, you know, I, I travel a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, so on average, even now, post that, I'm probably visiting like, I don't know, obviously the last couple of years have been a little slow, uh, but probably still like 10 countries a year, you know, it, it like it's a conscious decision to like not travel. You know, there was the in the Anthony Bourdain documentary, he talks about like the urge he had to always be away but then being away wanting to be back and that just constant feeling of in between and do you ever feel like that being on the road so much you know people think it's yeah I mean I'm very sad that me and him never met because I feel like obviously we're kindred spirits but I just feel like we would really fuck with each other you know like there's I don't respect or care about most people in the travel industry. Like I'm not inspired particularly by many people in general. But Anthony Bourdain, I think is just, you know, it's just, it's something else. And it's not just the TV show. It's, I appreciated how he saw the world in particular as a white man. Um, And I have so much respect for him. So I'm just really like... But yeah, I definitely feel that. Like, even now, it's crazy because I haven't really been traveling very far. Like, really the furthest I've been since since the pandemic started um, is like Dakar three times. <laughs> um, but it's also because it's very close to New York. It's like a six and a half hour flight from New York. So it's an easy lift. Um, but I was talking to some friends the other day because I'm like, dang, I want to go to Bhutan. I want to go to Morocco. I need to go to Uganda. Um, there's all these places I want to go and part of me is like it's so far away (laughs) and part of me is like okay but I have this work travel and do I want to go away for 10 days and come back for a few days and then work so yeah I definitely feel that like I feel like I miss being out in the world and having these really deep cultural experiences but the pandemic which was very refreshing for me because I had never gone, I only went, I went two months without getting on a plane. That was the first time in like probably 10 years that I'd gone two months without getting on a plane. 
uh, right? Which most people stayed off planes for well over two months, but I not, was like, not ah, out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got, and it's funny. I went down to Miami to celebrate my birthday in May and that plane was empty. It was like five people. I was like, this is insane. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> but yeah, all of that to say, you know, it's, I feel comfortable when I'm traveling, but the pandemic made me feel more comfortable being at home. So I live between Detroit and LA now. And like, whether I'm at in Detroit or I'm in LA, I'm like, this is so nice. It's so nice to just be in the, the same space. And like, you know what I mean? Like, be present. Groceries. I don't even have groceries. I haven't had groceries in like three months, but <laughs> you know. It was nice because I was like in in March and April. I'm I was like I'm not really traveling. That meant I went to Brazil. I forgot I had to get to Brazil, but I was like not really traveling, which means I'm like on a plane less than like five times in that period, and um or maybe a little bit more, but whatever. Uh, but it was nice. It's nice to be home and like cook and and like just live a normal life versus where I am now I'm only in town at like five day spurts which I don't mm. love so do you think though that you have this like wanderlust like this need to like like for me the travel stuff is like a high I'm like the new air the new smells the new this like I need it I need it like I start to get an itch like I just booked a flight to Mexico because I was like this is ridiculous I need to get the fuck out of here so like do you have that or was it like because I guess I'm trying to understand like half of it was like you have this goal but half of it seems like it was very much innately in you because you've been traveling so much so like yeah for sure like I'm an explorer and so I love to meet new people and I love going to new places so for me that doesn't require a passport stamp so during the pandemic I actually partnered with Cadillac and they gave me an Escalade and I drove 12,000 miles in four months just around the U.S. I went, I love New England. So I went up to like Maine and Vermont and New Hampshire. And I, I drove all the way down to, um, to Savannah and did South Carolina and North Carolina and spent time in Utah. And so I, and I'm a lover of the outdoors, but f- so for me to travel just means to leave your home. So mm-hmm. I'm always looking for new places, like being in California. I'm like, Oh, I want to go to Santa Barbara. Oh, I want to go here. I want to go there. So it's not necessarily for me, the passport stamp is just just exploration in general Mm. just like a curiosity what do you Mm. notice first when you go to a place like for me I just pick up on the energy like the pace is there something that you notice first when you touch down yeah definitely like not pace but when I say energy I mean like how the soul of a place right right away um, I just came back from Riviera Maya from Ontario Hotel. It's an O'Bear's property. Amazing. And just the energy was so calm. And it was exactly what I needed. It was like literally five days of doing nothing but laying at the pool. And it was just the calm energy I need. But then also the people. I connect with people like quickly and deeply. So um, so I love that. And, you know, obviously speaking a few languages, even if it's a little bit help so like I speak French and some Spanish and Italian um and so that always helps to for me to be able to like penetrate it a little bit deeper Mm -hmm. it's interesting that you just like mentioned like deep relationships and traveling and all of that because I wonder traveling this much how you can manage like relationships friendships familial all of that Mm -hmm. when you're always on the go have how have you balanced that or figured that out 
Well, WhatsApp is key to my life. You know, it's it's interesting because so I, you know, I think like there's this new move, travel movement, all that. What y'all have to understand, I moved out of the US in 2008. Mm-hmm. There was no WhatsApp, there was no FaceTime, there was no iMessage. Like you had to buy a camera. I had a newer computer, I had a new iBook. But, you know, my mom bought a camera to put on top of her computer so we could use this new thing called Skype at that time so that we could speak. So it was it was a very different time. And there was Facebook. Instagram did not exist. Twitter was new. And so I used Facebook a lot. But the thing for me is like when I was living abroad, so I lived abroad for seven years um, from 2008 to 2000 and. 14. Yeah. And it was hard because time zones and because it's not what it is today. Like now you got WhatsApp, you got, you know, it's like basically free to be in touch with someone on their phone, no matter where they are. It was a very different time. And so for me, I took that opportunity to be incredibly present. So I built relationships where I was. And it's so crazy because you're living a whole life. Like you have an apartment, you have friends, you have a job, you you're going to the grocery store, you're doing all of the, oh, I need toilet paper. You're doing, you have a whole entire life with a whole entire community of people. And it's so crazy because it's like, these are people who are present in your everyday life and now they're not. And it's, it's, it's such a weird sensation because like you keep up with people for a while. I remember there were a couple of kids that I was teaching in Japan and I would mail them postcards everywhere I went for like two, three years. And then eventually everything falls off. And it's like, you know, you want to keep those relationships going, but because I'm someone who's present where I am, now my friends in LA get more of my time, right? And my family's in Detroit. They're not getting as much as my, of my time because I'm like, I, fit, I spend physical time with people. You know, um, I don't spend a ton of time talking on the phone and doing this and that. I like to spend physical time either having people in my house, going to people's houses, going for meals and things like that. So I feel like, and plus out of sight, out of mind. (laughs) So thinking about 2008, it was hard. And I think a lot of people don't talk about the sacrifice. People are like, just leave your life and go travel the world. I lost a lot of friends, not through, you know, malicious acts, but just like out of sight, out of mind. And in many ways, I feel like, what did I miss in my 20s? You know, like I didn't date as much in my early 20s. I got it in. But (laughs) once I moved abroad, you know, I wasn't dating as much. So like the stories that my friends have in the US of like all these fuck boys that they dealt with, like I don't even really have those stories because I was doing something else. And just a lot of actual like cultural nuances of working in America. Like I just didn't catch I didn't because I didn't I wasn't here so there's something that I feel like I missed out on being away for most of my 20s um I gained so but much but you gained a lot right yeah I, yeah I gained so much but it's it's one of those things grass is greener like I don't regret anything that I did but it's one of those things where you're like I don't know so like are there some friends that I would be closer to had I not left absolutely could I be married by now well wait let's get into that because i saw a tiktok recently this woman was like psa ladies your man is in ghana 
or um, where I mean probably insert Turkey. other places she's like if yeah, you haven't found your man yet Turkey. that's because he lives in Ghana okay. what if you're I don't I mean I had a little situation in Ghana too okay <laughs> no I know not really well she was talking about how like she felt more appreciated and loved and desired in Ghana than she did in the states and maybe the same she's, she went up, she's a black woman yeah than in other parts of the world um like the same could be true in other parts of the world too um, I mean, so I wonder if you have that, that experience that can be very layered right because some folks just want a green card so you gotta sift through all of that um <laughs> you know so it, it depends what you're looking for so oh your man is in Ghana yeah any Ghanaian man is gonna marry an American woman because they're trying to get a U.S. passport and access to the U.S. so you know no shade to the Ghanaians and there are some amazing Ghanaians out there I know some of them very well <laughs> um, so but yeah I mean I think you know in general I'm someone who is open-minded um so I've dated people in different places my husband has yet to find me but I remain open-minded and and again like I've, I've you know I've some good times you have husband I don't know your beliefs in terms of relationship structure but I'm like seems like you could have a husband all in every country <laughs> well, you know you know what's funny because here's the challenge I will meet a guy who's amazing but we probably don't live in the same city and so we'll have an amazing week an amazing weekend and again it's like we're texting we're facetiming and but then it falls off because it's like, well, shit, what am I going to say? Well, you coming to see me? You sending a ticket? Like, what's, you know, what, right. how is this working? Because um, those are the real questions that need to be asked because I'm also not trying to be like the only one investing. Um, and so it's challenging because of that. But also a lot of men are like, you travel all the time? Like, mm, you probably got boyfriends all over the world. That's what a lot of people think. And I'm like, no, I'm actually, very single (laughs) (laughs) but it's that thing of like how people view you how people see your life you know people look and they're like well you're always out you're always here you're always there but I'm like "Mm -hmm." but then I'm also at home on my couch by myself should I like come sit with me yeah right come sit with me or come travel with me show myself at home on my couch like just at home not going on any dates (laughs) Oh my gosh, that could actually be an interesting show. Let me think about that. Oh, yes. <laughs> Before we yeah, go out, going on any dates? Date me, <laughs> date me yeah. if you can. Yes. <laughs> no, that's giving it away. I'm like, let me, let me. No, that's brilliant. And then you, show. and then they you either can. you like travel. You have dates all over the world. Yes. And they take you on a tour of the destination. Yes. We might have to cut that out. We got EP credit. Yeah, yeah, no, we got that EP credit. (laughs) We're going to bleep this out. (laughs) Right, 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 girl. I'm already typing an email. No, (laughs) that would be an amazing show. Yeah. Well, before we head out, we'd love to know a little bit more about your book and anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners. Please buy my book. Um, so the book is uh, 100 Stories from 100 of the 195 Countries, um, published by National Geographic. There's over 300 images, many of which I took. Um, and it's really, it's like memoir, travel log. Um, you know, it was the number one best-selling travel book for the first five weeks that it was out. Uh, and 
you know, I think it's a feel good book. It'll give you some tips um, for like different countries. I think it'll make you think about visiting places you probably never thought to visit before. Um, and the audiobook is really fun because I recorded it and I speak 80 languages on it. So that's well, so cool. That's amazing. I'm getting so I'm, the audiobook. I'm trying to get a Grammy. So yeah. Yes. yes. Oh my gosh. And anything, anything else, else we should look out, yeah, yeah. look out for look and where back. we can find you. My rest and relaxation is what everybody should look out <laughs> Soft life. <laughs> Soft life. Um, but no, you you can find my crazy adventures over on Instagram, Jessica Navongo. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, people are like, what's next? I'm like, I don't know. And you're being anything. Might be your dating show. Might be. No, we've got to offline about that one. I'm like, it's that's so funny. We literally, I have so many shows right now that are in current conversation, but I'm like, oh, let's throw another one in the pot. Why not? Yes. Well, thank you again, Jessica, for being our black girl doing shit. You really are. You're really doing it. I, I, we, it's inspiring. We love to hear it. And thanks for joining the group chat. Thank you. Thank you. What would you do? Chelsea, you have a what would you do for us, don't ya? Oh, well, it's kind of been our, you know, friends of the show, uh, Mandy, who has a podcast with Bridget Kelly. Um, see, the thing is, they are kind of blowing up right now on my Instagram because uh, they had an episode in which they discussed uh, Tokyo Tony or Tokyo Vanity. Not Tony Child. Sorry. <laughs> Tokyo Isn't that Van- a hairdresser. Is it, no. it might be black. That Chinese. is black. That's Tokyo <laughs> Styles. Oh God. Too many damn Tokyos. Tokyos. Have any of these people been there? I don't know. Um, <gasps> but Tokyo Vanity, she called out See the Thing no. is podcast host and called them like cloud chasers, even kind of threatened them. Oh, wait, wait, because, wait. She called she them beat out? them with a bat. Yeah, no, she, she said didn't. she would beat their asses. Wait, wait, please um, tell the story how they got there. So they got there because they were doing an episode in which they discussed something that Tokyo said. So I'll play that. I'll try to keep this real brief. But um, so whoever the fuck uh, Asante is. Oh, wait, no, this is the response. Bridget that's that's the response. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, wait, wait, wait. This information. My brother, who is a heterosexual man, this lady was not born a lady. Him and her, they've been texting or whatever like that. And I told him that I had heard that, you know, the girl was not born a girl. Not wrong. Am I wrong for that? Yes, you are wrong. Even if you found this information out, she took that away from her to have the opportunity to talk to the brother about. And is your brother, so I guess that's why you feel like you have this leeway, but like you don't. So you can listen to their episode to hear their feedback, Mm -hmm. but... Um, basically, they said, yes, she is wrong um, and that she is wrong for telling her brother that the girl he was dating was a trans woman. Um, what's the word? Allegedly, because from what I looked at, this Tokyo has no. Like, what does Tokyo know? Where the, where's this information coming from? Oh, like, how does she even know that the woman yeah, is trans? Like, you know, like, it just, that's, I think, the, th- the part of it that's all messy. Like, what? What do you, yeah. what do you know? Why yeah. You yeah, like, is it just a rumor? Did your friend say, yeah, right. I heard this, but her sister's trans? She also said, like, oh, they didn't play the whole clip. So maybe she said more. I don't know. Either um, way, I'm a, we, we said the what would you do was 
if you would tell your sibling. Yes, yes. Right? And let's and let's also do a little caveat. So this is a made up what would you do, guys? Because I don't oh, know yeah. how Tokyo's situation is. But what would you do if your brother, who is, as far as you know, heterosexual, um, is dating a woman and you somehow have some sort of intel that the woman is a trans woman? I have a hard time with this just because there's a couple things around this topic that are kind of like weird because I think and we've talked about this on the show before just because somebody is heterosexual just because they are dating or sexually involved with a trans person doesn't make them not heterosexual uh-huh. so like that if it's really, still the opposite yeah it does exactly so like that really you know that has no bearing and I feel like that is what's being insinuated in this Tokyo vanity yes. situation yeah. and mm-hmm. there's an insinuation that there should be some shame around it and it's like oh just so you know which is also like fucked up because why assume that anybody should feel like a way about being with a trans person so I think those mm-hmm. like what's your motivation and then if those things are your motivation yeah. that's problematic and then like not to I'm just gonna pull from what I what I know what I think what I've heard whatever like yeah it's like it's also like not your business to like out somebody mm-hmm. um and it's between those two people to have the conversation um yeah so yeah I, I felt I felt the same way less so more so that it's just like if I got that information I feel like one, I'm just nosy. So I'd probably be like, hmm, well, what did you hear? And let me get all the the insights and the intel. But I don't right. know if I would go as far as then going to my sibling and sharing that with them, unless I felt like they were being like deceived or tricked or something. And not necessarily because the person is trans, but because the person is like being sneaky and weird. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm very much of like, that's kind of your business. I don't know, number one, what conversations they may have had, what they already know. Um, But it is one of those things where like, this is a very specific situation, but we can take that out of it. Like, do you always tell, you know, your loved one something Mm. when trying to protect them? Or do they also have to kind of like navigate things on their own? And I think that it's circumstantial but like I feel like there's just certain things that you just don't get involved in and then certain things of course that you do like if someone yeah. was like yeah I heard that bitch is a thief I'd be like oh wait a minute <laughs> right. yeah or if your yes. sister's like dating someone who's supposedly a millionaire or has like his shit together and then you find out no he's actually in trouble about taxes and blah 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 and he's Ooh, going yeah. I don't know if I would be saying that I don't know <laughs> I don't know if I want to get involved in that. Well, okay. So my take on it is I obviously have some blind spots on this topic because hearing, especially what you said, Glenn, I definitely can relate or not relate. I understand where you're coming from. Like I understand all of those things. Um, and I'm still a little confused about the topic of disclosure in general. Like mm-hmm. I did watch mm-hmm. that documentary. Um, but I feel like if I were dating someone and I thought it was like a cis, cis man and I found out, you know, they were born a girl, I would just want to know, mm-hmm. like, give me the choice of like, don't not tell me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would just want to know. 
Um, and then what I do from there is like, you know, my choice. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, but I do understand, yes, it can like cause violence, especially for trans women specifically. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would love to have like a trans person on here to hear their perspective because my initial reaction was actually, yeah, of course I would tell my brother. Mm-hmm. that was my initial reaction um but I do hear you and like all of the like layered things of course this is if I knew for sure um right. and I was like I guess I think I think where it would become problematic in my opinion is if you tell your brother and your brother's like yeah I know and then you are right. like, have an issue with it right right versus That's like if you tell too. your brother and he's like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, okay, good. Let's, can we get brunch? Can all of us like get brunch? I want to get to know her, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't know, but yeah. And then that could get weird. Cause what if your brother's like, is there a problem? Like, I don't know. Right. Like, no. Because it definitely seems like the, the subtext in Tokyo well, shit, like, why it was a problem. Right. Yeah. And also right. shit like, ooh, wait till you find out what I heard. Like being right. messy with somebody's yeah. business right. is weird. And right. also- I don't know. I heard in this particular story, I know we're trying to take it out of the story, but that apparently the person said that they were not trans or something. So then people in the comments are like, oh, it's they're tricking the person. And I don't oh, know. I feel God. weird about that type of language too. I don't know. I don't I, I, yeah. I don't have the right all the all the knowledge and like done the right reading, but something about saying that people are tricking people is like right. weird to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But know? also I will say in the defense of see the thing is podcast and just like podcasts that talk about pop culture in general it is odd that people get upset when people like share their opinion on things because it's not like they were like you're a terrible person and you're going to hell they were just like you didn't need to do that it wasn't your business and we feel you were wrong that's it slash slash (laughs) they did not go to tokyo's fucking diary and Right, read her right, business right. she went online she and said what y'all think like she asked she, she literally asked what do you right. guys think and they shared their opinion so it was kind of weird that she got so upset but it's, maybe it was maybe she didn't actually want to know what people this think. story seems a little layered yeah it's very layered um i hope they do not get into an altercation because you know we don't want that no Wait, where can I find the clip of Tokyo's response? In our thread, NOLA Instagram. Oh, yeah, girl, you know I am. Look, all right, let me go back. <laughs> or like on any I'll, I'll, gossip I can, page. I can put it in, in our group Bump chat. it, please. <laughs> bump, bump it, please. Bump, Could you bump this? <laughs> um, But ladies, that was another episode of Black Girls Texting. You know where to find us, blackgirlstexting.com. We have new sweatshirts coming. I'm super excited for the restock and some new colors chelsea's taking a shot love that for her um, you can find us everywhere on all the streaming platforms youtube black girls text one is the twitter black girls texting on instagram and tiktok and become a patron and i guess i'm giving you a fucking yes. astrological reading so yeah bye already bye Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting, and we'll see you next week. Bye.